welcome to the word. Back. Welcome to the word. <laughs> I really wanted to be frozen as well, but I didn't know if you would know that I was frozen and if it would make for an awkward intro. So I oh, chose not to. Oh, it for sure would since I chose to start like this. <laughs> yeah, so the awkward second there, that was me deliberating. Am I going to be frozen or not? And I chose not. Welcome to the Word, guys. We're so excited to be here with you today. If you are on right now, comment. Tell us hello. I want to know who is still on so that way we can say hi to you. And how was your weekend? Did you guys have a good weekend? Happy Monday. Happy Monday. Your, your stash is showing up very well on camera today. Do you guys remember the mustache from last week that Buddy mm -hmm. is growing? Yep, it, it's only taking like two weeks. This is like a half a month of growth right here. We, I asked Buddy if he'd be willing to like dye it uh, like very bright red for St. Patrick's Day. So you'll have to see if he's, if he's gonna play around with that game. It's gonna be fun. No. <laughs> you won't have to it's wait and see. No. It's just a no. <laughs> Guys, who's on? Say hi. Hannah. Hannah's on. She says hello. Hello, Hannah. We have an awesome word mm. for you today. Serena says hi. Watching from Albemarle, North Carolina. Smiley face. <laughs> Johnny says it was a great weekend. Johnny and Holly had birthdays this weekend. Mm. Holly's birthday was Saturday. So oh. Johnny's was Thursday, day off, and then Holly's birthday Saturday. So shaver, big party palooza time. Congratulations um, on, on your birthday. Good job being born. Happy birthday is what I meant to say. <laughs> I forgot what the term was that you say to people on their birthday, and I said congratulations. <laughs> Today we're talking about, is prosperity biblical? I'm just trying to, to segue off of that. <laughs> Joni said hi, and yes, it was a good weekend. Mm -hmm. Marky says hi, Julie says hi. Joni is laughing at Serena. What is nope nope? Are you saying nope nope, Serena, to did you have a good weekend? No, nope nope to dye my mustache oh. orange. <laughs> nope nope. My wife would not be on board with that. <laughs> Jade says, hello, I'm leaving the dentist, ready to watch you. <laughs> that is really sweet, and if it was anyone else saying it, it could also be creepy, but we're reading it sweet. Um, Johnny says, thanks, buddy, for your congratulations. Congratulations. Yeah. Good job. You aged up. Good Ooh. job. <laughs> Today we are talking about is prosperity biblical? Mm -hmm. If you have been a long-time viewer, and by long time, really the last three weeks or so, we've been talking about vision, increase. Mm -hmm. You know, last week we actually took some time during one of our broadcasts and discussed poverty mentality, mm -hmm. all this good stuff. Today we're going to be addressing one of the questions yeah. that if, if you don't know the biblical answer for this, it could actually block some increase. So today yeah. we're taking the time to answer, is yeah. prosperity biblical yeah. and put in the comments before today did you think that prosperity was biblical yeah. let us know and we're going to be talking about it right yeah. from the word well this is an important question for us to really address it's yeah. an important question for us to ask because you know i mean you you just you just span through all of christianity and like all christians today you'll get two completely different answers you'll yeah. hear some people say oh yeah i believe in prosperity you'll hear people say heck to the no you know like <laughs> like you'll you You'll hear all of it, and, and you know, as we're addressing this, the reason why we're calling this is prosperity biblical, because if we were going to be completely honest, it doesn't yeah. necessarily matter what we think. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, it doesn't matter what I think. It matters what does the Bible say. Yeah. Is it biblical or is it not? Not based on what I perceive or how I like to approach it. Yeah. It doesn't even necessarily matter what all you've been told your whole life. Again, it just matters. What does the Bible say? 
And when we take an unbiased look at the Bible, you'll, that's where, when you get your answers. Yeah. And so, um, and so as we're addressing this topic today, just, just recognize and open yourself up because, it, again, it's not what do I think or what are my perceptions on this. Like uh, Kevin Wicke says, yeah. before today, yes, but before 2017, no, you know, like I can, I can tell you probably before 2000 and may, maybe six, no, no, 2000 and yeah, before 2016, I would have said no, yeah. you know, and, but then I studied the word and now it's, it's changed. Not because, well, my mindset's changed, but we really got to ask ourselves and th this is, this is important in any, forming any kind of doctrine is what does the Bible say? Mm -hmm. Not just what I've been told. Yeah, and you know, this probably would have been a better question. Not necessarily today. Have you always, like if you put yes, today you believe that prosperity is biblical. Have you always believed that way? Mm -hmm. Because like Buddy's saying, it's very common in a lot of um, Christendom to not believe in prosperity. And mm -hmm. it is something that's been, you know, fiercely debated. You have yeah. people who believe that Jesus was poor. You have people who believe Jesus was wealthy. Mm -hmm. You have people who think it's right for ministers to be poor and who think it's wrong to own planes and different things like that. You know, there are there are ministers who are literally investigated by the FBI mm -hmm. for having so much money and they're on a watch list. Like you can Google it. Like really? minister. Yeah. I saw it last week. I've never heard of that. It's ridiculous. Wow. It, it is ridiculous. Like you can look, <laughs> you can look at it and it's this person has a plane and this person mm -hmm. has a house and, yeah. and so because it's so fiercely like talked about, mm -hmm. One thing that's really important as we go into this bibli biblically, because we're going to give you scriptures on this, to remove bias. Yeah. Like, because there's going to likely be some bias that's mm -hmm. inside. Yeah. And so what you do with anything biblical or anything that you have a strong opinion on, mm -hmm. Lay it to the side yeah. and ask the Lord to reveal to you what he says about it, not mm -hmm. what we feel about it. Yeah. And we just hit our hundredth commenter. Serena Crabtree, you are a hundredth commenter. You can go to our website to claim your gift card. We're going to put it up in the lower third. You go there, fill out your information, and you're going to get a gift card on us. They'll put the lower third up here in just a second. Jade said, I didn't know what prosperity really even meant mm -hmm. back when... Um, yeah. Yeah. Serena says, no, I didn't always believe that way. I had a lot of poverty mindset in the past. Joni says, it's not that I didn't think prosperity was biblical, but I would have, uh, but I would have easily let life experiences dictate my prayer life or faith. Mm. And then Kevin says, I used to slam brother Kenneth Copeland and pastor Joel Osteen. And then I studied the word of the Bible mm. and Serena is celebrating because she yeah. wins. Congratulations. And but yeah, like, so, you know, like, like some of you guys have been saying, you like, like Joni is kind of where I think a lot of people are. You don't really know if it's biblical, but, you know, it's really easy. Because I remember I, I never slammed Joel Osteen or, yeah. or, you know, different people like that. I never really slammed them. But at the same time, I never really uh, con even considered to even think about them. You yeah. know, because, like, there's been so much controversy about some of these people sure. that I just decided, I'll, you know what, I'll just avoid it and ignore it and just, you know, wash my hands and just be like, you know, if you want to do yeah. that, do, do you, and I'll just do me, you know, and just let life kind of happen. Yeah. And, um, and I, I think that's where quite a few people can fall into as well. It's yeah. just that, that group of, you know what, I just, I'd rather not know and not care and just let things happen. Yeah. And, uh, and so there's really three camps that you can kind of fall into. 
And so, so, and as we, as we dive into this, you know, because I was in the camp of, you know, just forget about it. I'm not going to sure. really care about it. But as I began to study it out and realize that this is scripture and, re and realize so many people are battling with financial issues, yeah. you know, financial struggles, you know, they want to serve God, but, or they want, they want to honor God that there's a lot of things that they want to do for the kingdom, but they're not able to, cause they're not financially in the position yeah. to, you know, and, and whenever I began to realize that, as I began to study the word, I, I began to realize I can't just ignore it. You know, yeah. if there's so many people in the world that are struggling financially and God, one of the main things God wants us to do is to be a helping hand to people, yeah. you know, to, to clothe the, the naked, to help, to feed the poor, to, you know, to help people. How can I do that if I don't have pros prosperity, which, yeah. which biblical prosperity, I actually looked up the definition of it is having more than enough. Yeah. You know, it, it's, you know, like a lot of times we just assume it means you have like five cars, a plane, and 50 houses and stuff like that, which that doesn't mean that that's out of the question, but biblical prosperity is I'm, all my needs are supplied yeah. and I have an abundance to, to meet the needs of the people yeah. around me. So it's not just my needs are met, but I actually have enough to meet the needs of the people around me. Yeah. And, and I guess a good, that's a good way to open it. But the question is, is prosperity biblical? And we're going to jump into the Bible. Yeah. So in the Bible, Jesus is our perfect representation mm -hmm. of God. Yeah. It, you can you can look throughout Scripture. It tells us in Scripture that Jesus was the exact representation of the Father. So I was looking up um, a verse. Let's go to 2 Corinthians 8 and verse 9. Mm -hmm. I want to make sure that I had the right one. Yeah. In 2 Corinthians 8, 9, it says, for you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sake he mm. became poor, so that through his poverty, so that you through his poverty, you through his poverty might become rich. So we have a... Um, a reference Bible that tells us what that word rich means mm -hmm. because so many people, I, I know I used to, riches. yes, spiritual riches in heaven. The Lord's I, I've been teaching told that. me mm -hmm. rich means wealthy. <laughs> it's yeah. abounding with riches, yeah. not just material, spiritual. material, wealth. material mm -hmm. wealth. So it says Jesus, though he was rich, yeah. he chose to become poor. See, it tells us in John 10:10 10, 10, mm -hmm. that the thief comes to steal, mm -hmm. steal, yeah. kill, and destroy. But mm -hmm. Jesus came that they may have life and mm -hmm. have it in abundance. Yeah. So is poverty leading you to life? Or is it leading you into a being destroyed sort of a thing? Like you don't typically hear people talking about, you know what, I just went bankrupt, but I have so much that I can now give and help people. Mm. No, if you're, if you're in poverty, if yeah. you are bankrupt, you can't go helping people. And it says Jesus mm -hmm. became poor so that we could be rich. Now, this doesn't mean that Jesus didn't have things. It means mm -hmm. compared to heaven, mm -hmm. he chose to come to the earth and become poor yeah. so that we could then gain everything that heaven had, yeah. including an abundance here on the earth. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, a lot of people look at that scripture and say Jesus was poor, mm -hmm. but Jesus is the, the representation that we're supposed to be following. Jesus had a treasurer, mm -hmm. you know, 
I, I've never seen a poor person walking around, <laughs> you know, asking his treasurer for financial. Yeah. You know, like he had a treasurer, which means, and a treasurer that always stole from the treasury. Yeah. Which means you don't have a treasurer if you don't have a treasure. You know, you, you yeah. were saying, you were saying, we were talking beforehand, and you were mentioning, like, you don't, like, no poor person dies and people are auctioning off their clothes. Yeah. You know, like, that doesn't happen. You don't cash lots for, for rags. You well, cash. Well, yeah. you know, think, think of it like when you were at your lowest financially, mm -hmm. you know every dollar you have. Yeah. Like, when you have not much, you know mm -hmm. every penny, you yeah. know where it's going, like, mm -hmm. you pay attention to where it is. Yeah. If you don't have a lot, somebody couldn't just come steal it from mm -hmm. you and you not miss it. Yeah. Like, you're going to know if somebody's stealing. Yeah, yeah. So, so whenever he's saying that he became poor, like you were saying, compared to what he had, yeah. He, <laughs> it was essentially nothing. Yeah. Because if you look, I mean, honestly, if it was if it was wrong to be rich, let's let's look <laughs> at what God has yeah. in heaven. You know, let, let, let's just look at what what heaven is lined with. Yeah. Right. Uh, I believe it's Revelation chapter something. <laughs> I'm just gonna wait till I see the green highlighter. Um. In Revelation chapter, here, look at this. This is what heaven looks like. So if it's wrong to be rich, you know, then God's wrong. Right. <laughs> you know, if it's wrong to have not just an abundance, but like enough to where it's like, really, is that yeah. necessary? <laughs> this is literally what heaven looks like. The material of the wall was jasper, which is like a precious stone. And the city, the city was pure gold, like mm -hmm. clear gas. Not like pure, pure <laughs> gas, pure clear glass. The foundation, the foundation stones of the city were adorned with every kind of precious stone. The first found, this is a uh, Revelation twenty-one eighteen. Um, the, the, this is the foundations. The first foundation was jasper. The second sapphire. The third, chalcedony. Yeah. The fourth, emerald. <laughs> the fifth, sardonyx. The sixth, sardius. The seventh, crystal. Look at all these foundation levels. Like, is that necessary to yeah. have that many foundation levels? Uh, Let's just jump to 11. The 11th, Jason, the 12th, Amethyst. And the 12 gates were 12 pearls. Each of the gates was a single pearl, and the streets of the city were pure gold, like transparent glass. Now, yeah. is that necessary? No. No, but uh, Kevin says heaven is opulent. What a fancy word. <laughs> I'm assuming that that means... You know, just in abundance. Yeah. That's that's just who God is. Yeah. That's how God operates. You know, if 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 we were to say that prosperity was wrong, then let's condemn uh, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, um, Daniel, um, Solomon. Yeah. Uh, Jesus. You know, like we just talked about. You know, like all these different people that we look up to and and model Moses. You know, all these people, all the Egyptians, whenever they left Egypt. Yeah. You know. Uh, these are all these are all things that if you read throughout Scripture, you know it's biblical. Yeah. It, it, uh, these people, because and, and these are people who were operating under the blessing of God, mm -hmm. not the curse of God. They weren't cursed with wealth. They were blessed with it. They yeah. were blessed with an abundance. Yep. Well, in Deuteronomy chapter twenty-eight, mm -hmm. we're gonna read through. It says. Now it shall be, because here's the thing, you don't need a ton of commentary from mm -hmm. us. What you yeah. need is you need the word. So yeah. we may not even go the full hour today. Who knows? 
you just need to hear the word. Yeah. We need to hear the word. I need to get this inside of me so much that yeah. when the devil tries to come up and yeah. say, you have enough, you don't need to keep believing for more, mm-hmm. I don't allow that to permeate inside of me. Because mm-hmm. the and here's the thing, the thief opposes the abundance of God because when God's abundance is here on the earth, God gets the glory. When God's people are blessed, God is glorified through that. And yeah. the thief knows that. He doesn't want you blessed. He wants you to stay in a place mm-hmm. less than blessed yeah. so that God is not glorified. Yeah. But here's who the word says that you are. Jer- or Jeremiah, Deuteronomy 28. Now it shall be, if you diligently obey the Lord your God, being careful to do all his commandments, which I command you today, the Lord your God, the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the earth and all these blessings will come upon you. Put this in the comments. I am blessed. I am blessed. Here's what it says. Blessed shall you be in the city. Blessed shall you be in the country. Blessed shall be the offspring of your body and the produce of your ground. Blessed shall be your basket and your kneading bowl. Blessed shall you be when you come in. Blessed shall you be when you go out. And the Lord shall cause your enemies who rise up against you to be defeated. They will come out against you one way, flee seven ways. Verse 8, the Lord will command the blessing upon you in your barns Mm -hmm. and in all that you put your hand to, and he will bless you in the land which the Lord your God gives you. The Lord will establish you as a holy people. So would you say in these verses, God wants you to be blessed, Mm -hmm. that God, if you are diligent to obey him, will bless you? Mm -hmm. Will you read what Proverbs 10, 22 says? What the blessing of the Lord will do. If you're blessed, here's what the blessing does. Proverbs 10, 22. The blessing of the Lord, uh, it is the blessing of the Lord that makes rich. And he adds no sorrow to it. Yeah. Blessed, Mm -hmm. blessed, blessed, blessed. And it makes you rich. The blessing of the Lord makes rich. And Mm -hmm. he adds no sorrow to it. No sorrow. His Mm -hmm. blessing makes you rich. Not just spiritually, not in the sweet by and by, Mm -hmm. now, here on the earth, so that you may abound, Mm -hmm. abound in blessings for every good work. Yeah, well, verse 11 of Deuteronomy 28, then the Lord will make you abound in prosperity. Yeah. There's the word. Yep. The Lord will make you. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. The Lord will make you abound in prosperity in the offspring of your body. So what? What? It's spiritual prosperity, Mm -hmm. right? Like that's what people say. No, he's talking about spiritual prosperity. So what? 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 Will you abound in prosperity in the offspring of your body and in the offspring of your beast, the produce of your ground, and the land in the land which the Lord? He's talking about material things. Yeah. (laughs) Is essentially he's a talking. He's talking about material things. Verse twelve: The Lord will open to you his good storehouse, the heavens, to give rain on your land. Uh, in its season, and bless all the work of your hand. You shall lend to many nations, but you shall not shall not borrow. So yeah. he's talking about things because yeah. you can't l- lend spiritual things. You yeah. know, you can. I mean, you, there's an impartation, but but I can't just lend someone and you know. And all right, now I want you to give it back. You know, yeah. that's not how spiritual things work. You give spiritual things. Yeah. You don't lend spiritual things. So he's talking about material things here. Well, and in the context of this verse, this yeah. these verses are not talking about heaven. Yeah. These are verses talking yeah. about now. This is a picture of what we're supposed to look like yeah. now. And, you know, there's a mentality of, well, I just must suffer for the Lord. Paul, you know, the Lord spoke of Paul that God had to show him how much he must suffer for my name's sake. Yeah. It was 
wasn't a Paul's destined to be destitute. It was a yeah. God is showing him how he must live for his name's sake. God wasn't mm -hmm. looking to punish him. He wasn't looking to strip him. You know, mm -hmm. the verse in Job where it says, well, the Lord gives and takes away. No, that was Job wrongly confessing what he thought about God. He didn't even have a Bible to refer back to. That was yeah. just Job speaking speaking what he believed in yeah. ignorance. But even Job, in thinking that he was a God who gave and take, took away, he still worshiped him mm -hmm. and served him in that way. Job, that verse in Job isn't, mm -hmm. you know, doctrine. It's a picture of what ignorance was. Yeah. And then later on he realized, oh, I have been so wrong. Let mm -hmm. me be quick to repent of that, yeah. including that verse. Mm -hmm. And what did God do after he repented? He restored so much more than what he had. Job was prosperous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he had an abundance. He was literally, the Bible actually says he was the wealthiest person in the land. Mm -hmm. you know, he was the wealthiest of all of them. Mm -hmm. Why? Because what, what's the, the beginning of Job say? It says, now there was no one as righteous as Job. Yeah. So he was righteous and prosperous. There's a connection yeah. there. That's the blessing of God. That's the blessing of God. And, and you brought up uh, Paul, mm -hmm. you know, and, and uh, this is a verse that's, that's been brought to me, you know, when I've been talking about this, this topic in general is, well, what about Philippians 4, where mm -hmm. Paul is saying, uh, you know, I, well, l let's just uh, read this. And uh, let's start at verse... Let's start at verse 10. But then, I, but I rejoice greatly in the Lord that uh, now you have received your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned before, but you lacked opportunities. Yeah. Talking about wanting to give and yeah. to sow into yep. Paul's ministry. And he says, not that I speak from one. So right off the bat, he's not saying that he needs anything. Right. He's not saying I'm in one. He's not saying I'm in lack. He's, uh, actually, the, if you read in the New Living Translation, he says, not that I was ever in need. Right. That's what he said. Not that I was ever in need. But then he goes on to say, but I have, I have learned to be content in whatever circumstance I am. Right. I know how to get along with humble means, and I know how to live in prosperity. And in every circumstance, I have learned the secret of being filled, going hungry, having abundance, suffering need. And, and a lot of people look at that and say, see, Paul was poor. Mm -hmm. Paul struggled. He had, he had moments of poverty. So you can't say that, that God wants you prosperous because Paul suffered those moments. Yeah. But, but if you look in the context of what he's talking about, he's taking an offering, he, and he's saying... Literally, if he's saying, literally, if no one gives me anything and I have zero dollars in my bank account, I can still accomplish the mission that God gave yep. me because my God, in verse 19, and my God will supply yeah. all, your, all your need according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. And, and it's funny because then he, he literally, right after that, right after he's saying, I know what it is to be in humble means and all these yeah. things, he literally goes on to say, uh, and this is in, in verse 17. He's saying, not that I seek to give, but I seek the profit that increases to your account. He's saying, you're going to profit by yeah. giving. And then he says this, but I have received everything in full and have an abundance. He's literally saying, I am, prosper I am prospering at yeah. this very moment. Like, so he's literally saying, I, ha I have everything in full and I have an abundance. He says, I am amply supplied. Yeah. That's literally what he's saying. And then he goes on to say, and my God shall supply all yeah. your needs. So, so he's literally saying, you're not going to have needs because my God will supply it. Yeah. That's, that's literally the context of that, pa pa that passage. Paul's not saying, you know, sometimes God wants you poor. He's saying, no, no matter what it looks like, no yeah. matter what it looks like in the natural, if God gave you a command, if he gave you a call, he's going to supply it. Yeah. 
But then you go into into the word more, and mm -hmm. it tells us in Romans, like not to is it Romans where it says not to muzzle the ox, or I is that Corinthians? So. Sure one of them, where <laughs> though he literally says, do not muzzle the ox when he's treading out. Basically, yeah. while a minister is ministering and he's mm -hmm. delivering the word of God, don't hold back from mm -hmm. him an offering. Yeah. Give him the offering. It tells us in Timothy that a laborer is worthy yes. of double honor, mm -hmm. double honor, yeah. that the gifts of God are worthy of honoring in yeah. that way. And honor is a weighty thing. So what has happened in today's society is the thief has come in and he has taken the word and he's twisted it because mm -hmm. the enemy knows the word. He's been around longer than we have. He's heard the word. He he was in heaven with the word. Like he, he's been around it and he yeah. knows how to twist it. And so he'll take out different pieces of scripture and say, well, Paul was poor. Jesus had no place to lay his head. Yeah. Jesus was, he just, he was just such a poor man, just a carpenter's son. The picture of humility here in the earth. He was the picture of mm -hmm. humility and yeah. humility didn't apologize for the blessing of God yeah. on his life. He was blessed by God mm -hmm. so that we could be blessed by God. He took yeah. on the poverty in this world compared to heaven so that we could have access to heavenly places, yeah. heavenly riches, so that we could come boldly before the throne of grace. He didn't consider yeah. equality with God a thing to be grasped. Yeah. He allowed himself to be humbled, mm -hmm. come to this place so that we could then receive blessings here on earth. Yeah. You know, Buddy just read the verse in Revelation about what heaven looks like, how are we supposed to pray on earth as it is in heaven? Mm -hmm. We're supposed to pray that earth looks like heaven. Yeah. Heaven is, as Kevin says, opulent. It's abundant. It's lavished with gold. The streets of heaven are paved with gold. Mm -hmm. And we're supposed to be praying that earth looks more like heaven then we've got to get okay with being abundant. Jesus yeah. told his disciples that he was going to prepare a place for us. And in his father's house, there's many shacks. There's many wood huts, mud huts. No, in my father's house, there are many mansions. Yeah. In heaven, we get a mansion. <laughs> yeah. Like, I hope that we get okay with abundance because, man, it's going to be there for us when we get to heaven. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. No, and, and you know, as... Because this is actually something that I've heard before, too, is, um, you know, well, Paul was flawed and, his, you know, he, <laughs> he was just a man, so you can't really listen to him. And the Old Testament is done away with, so we can't even listen to, you know, people say things like sure. just trying to discredit the Bible is what they're trying to do sure. because they don't want to believe it. Mm -hmm. um, and they call themselves Christians. Anyway, sorry. Um, anyway, but if, but really, the, another really good question is, what did Jesus say? Yeah. Right? Did Jesus ever preach this? Did Jesus ever talk about this? Yeah. And the answer is... Yes. Yes. Yes, he did. I'm just going to give you two things that Jesus said that literally, like, you can't argue with this because it's Jesus. So if you argue against this, you're arguing against Jesus now. Uh, but you have Luke 6, 38, where Jesus says, give and don't expect anything. No, he says, no. No, he says <laughs> give and it will be given to you. Yeah. Uh, they will pour into your lap... And, you know, just the, a similar measure. No, in a, pour into your lap in a good measure. And, you know, that's it. No, he says, press down, shaken together, 
and just enough. No. No, running over. This yeah. is literally Jesus talking, running over uh, for the standard of measure, uh, for by your standard of measure, it will be measured to you in return. Yeah. There's a return for giving. Now, there was one point where Jesus said uh, that when you give, you don't expect anything in return, but he's literally talking in context of, when you give to someone, don't just hover over them and say, when are you going to pay me back? Right. That's not, that's, that's where, but you do expect, right here is where he says, you expect a return in heaven. Yeah. In uh, Luke 10, or in Mark 10, 29 and 30, this is what Jesus said. Jesus said, truly I say to you, there is no one who has left house or brother or sister or mother or children or farms for my sake and for the gospel's sake, but that he will receive a hundred times as much, what? A hundred times as much as he's given into the kingdom right. for the kingdom's sake and for Jesus' sake. He will receive a hundred times as much now in this present age. Yeah. Not just in, in the good by and by in glory. No, now in this present age, yeah. what, what will you receive? Houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and farms, um, along with persecutions uh, and in the age to come eternal life. So you get it in eternity but also in this present age. Yeah. Is, these are the words of Jesus. Yeah. So he's saying you'll have a hundred times as much as you so in this present age. Yeah. So the answer to our question is yes. Prosperity <laughs> is biblical. <laughs> yes. It is. But now that we've kind of framed that out of mm -hmm. yes, it is. Why? Why? You yeah. know, why should we prosper? Mm -hmm. Why should we believe God yeah. for this? And so many people, here's where... Here, this I really think is where a lot of the prosperity, the people who are anti-prosperity gospel, yeah. get a little bit off or biased. Is mm. they just assume it's for that person's own glory. Yeah. You know, I've heard the person Kevin mentioned it earlier, the person that I've seen and used to once also persecute the most was Brother Kenneth Copeland. You know, I, back when I didn't think prosperity was biblical, it was a, well, why does he need so much stuff? Mm -hmm. How much for the poor could he do with all of this money? Like, mm -hmm. what could he do? Why does he need a house like that? The reason is so that when we are blessed, God gets glorified. Mm -hmm. See, God's an abundant God, and you're his. If you belong to Christ, mm -hmm. if you are his child, mm -hmm. then you are a part yeah. of the Abrahamic covenant. Mm -hmm. God promised and established a covenant with Abraham that he and his descendants would be blessed. Yeah. They would be a blessed people and mm -hmm. praise God yeah. whether you are of Jewish descent or not when we are grafted into the vine through the salvation of Christ we're part of that covenant mm -hmm. too and yeah. when we're blessed people take notice they mm -hmm. see it yeah. so Old Testament version and then we can get into New Testament yeah. examples yeah. one of my favorite stories is in 1 Kings chapter 10 about the Queen of Sheba coming to see King Solomon it says in in I love this. In mm -hmm. chapter 10, mm -hmm. when the queen of Sheba heard about the fame of Solomon. Now, Solomon was wise, but Solomon also had a ton of stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, it wasn't just he was super smart. God had blessed him with everything because Solomon asked for wisdom. The Lord then allowed him to have access to everything else that was his. So because she had heard about Solomon... She came, she came to see him and she came with a whole bunch of stuff. Mm -hmm. And it says, when she came to Solomon, she spoke with him about all that was in her heart. Solomon answered all their questions. Nothing was hidden uh, from the king, which he didn't explain to her. Verse four, when the queen of Sheba perceived all the wisdom of Solomon, 
the house that he had built, mm -hmm. the food of his table, the seating of his servants, the, uh, uh, the attendance of his waiters, and their attire, what they were wearing, what they looked like, how much food he had, uh, his cupbearers, and his stairway by which he went up to the house of the Lord, because she saw all of the glorious things that were there, as well as his wisdom, it says there was no more spirit in her. She fainted. Mm -hmm. She saw the blessing of the Lord mm -hmm. on this man, yeah. this woman who didn't love Jesus, and she fainted. Mm -hmm. She like her yeah. spirit left her. And yeah. it says, she said to the king, it was, you know, when she woke up, it was a true report, which I heard in my own land about your words and your wisdom. Nevertheless, I did not believe the reports until I came and my eyes had seen it. And behold, the half was not told to me. You exceed in wisdom and prosperity. You exceed the report which I heard. How blessed are your men. How blessed are your servants who stand before you. Blessed be your God who delighted to mm -hmm. set you on the throne. You know, mm -hmm. she's sitting here now praising God because a heathen, a heathen mm -hmm. praising God because of the blessing that's on her. Yeah. The blessing on him made her take notice, yeah. and then she gave a crazy offering, mm -hmm. like millions of dollars worth of an offering yeah. because of the blessing on him. And she could have been like, you already have enough, so you know, you don't yeah. need it. But like, there was something in her. She wanted to partake of what, what yeah. the blessing that God had on him, and so she said. And you also got to recognize, if you backtrack, where did Solomon get that stuff? You know, let's backtrack to when Solomon gave an offering. <laughs> yeah. And then it provoked God. Mm -hmm. God shows up and says, okay, Solomon, you got my attention. What do you want? Yeah. And what did Solomon say? I want, I want wisdom, not, not just for himself. Mm -hmm. he, he's, he didn't say, I just want to be the smartest guy in the world. No, yeah. he said, I want to be able to lead your people well. Yeah. That's what he said. I want the wisdom to be able to lead your people well. What is that? A kingdom first mentality. Mm -hmm. I want to lead your people well. And this is God's response. Wow. Since you didn't ask for, you yeah. know, for riches and power and honor and, and, and all these things, but you asked for wisdom to lead my people, I'll give you that wisdom. Yeah. And I'll give you all those other things as yeah. well. I'll give you health and, and, and power and riches. God, literally, God is saying, I'm going to bless you, not just in wisdom, but in finances. I'm going to bless you in strength and health. I'm going to bless all of that because you had a my kingdom first mentality, yeah. a God's kingdom first mentality. And so it all came from God, yeah. <laughs> you know. Well, in Matthew 6, 33, mm -hmm. you know, seek first the kingdom and his yeah. righteousness and all these things will be added mm -hmm. unto you. Yeah. What things were like, was Jesus talking about at that point? He was telling them, don't worry about food or clothing or provision. Seek first the kingdom and everything else is going to be added mm -hmm. unto you. Yeah. And I think this is where a lot of uh people kind of miss the actual heart of prosperity yeah is they think it's a me first mentality like like you can My put this in the, no more yeah it, it like you can put this in the comments too because um biblical prosperity is not the pursuit of things yeah. it's the pursuit of ensuring that things don't have you yeah see because it's all rooted in kingdom first Yep. Giving into the kingdom. When God sees your heart is in the right place, 
that's where the blessing comes. Yeah. So I'm not ensuring that I have finances. I'm ensuring that finances don't have me yep. by applying these biblical principles. And we might go through that throughout this, the rest of this week yeah. is those principles. Um, but it's in an, it's, I'm ensuring that finances don't have me. And when God sees that my heart is towards him and his kingdom, see, I'm not pursuing things. You know, I'm yeah. pursuing the kingdom and God will just give the th- yeah. provide the things. So, so it's the heart behind it is where a lot of people miss it. It's not, it's not because because I, I recognize and and I recognize, I recognize this by going to some some big you know faith conventions. You know, I, I recognize a lot of people like the idea of prosperity. Mm-hmm. A lot of people like the idea of finances and they, they like the idea of growth because their hearts are still towards themselves mm-hmm. and they take that and manipulate it or, or turn it in a, in a wrong way. What, what's happening is the people who are preaching this stuff are preaching the right things. Right. It's just people are trying to just gain what they want to hear and then throw out the actual responsibilities right. of, it, you know, of bless, giving to the poor, blessing the people, having a kingdom first mentality, winning souls with what God's given you. you yep. know? Um, so it's ensuring that you have the right heart first and that's when the blessing comes. But, but w- I, I feel like that's where a lot of people miss it is because they think, oh, no, those people just want to fill their pockets when really yeah. we want to just expand the kingdom of God. Well, and that goes to the verse that, again, lots of people will yeah. quote wrongly and they'll say, well, it's, it's money is the root of all evil. The word actually says it's the love of money mm-hmm. is the root of all evil yeah. and that you can't serve two masters. Yeah. You know, if you're... Sorry, I, I have that open right here. It's, <laughs> it's uh, 1 Timothy 6.10 is the love of money is the root of all evil. Yeah. If you're serving, if you're serving money, mm-hmm. then you live for money. Yeah. It pastor says this often. If something takes you longer than a second to let go of it, that thing has you. Mm-hmm. You don't have that thing. Yeah. And so often with money, pastor will say this too, that finances are kind of like kingdom 101. You know, yeah. you learn a lot about faith in the father's heart through mm-hmm. finances yeah. because it's a great teacher. And Jesus knew that. Like, mm-hmm. Jesus understood it. He talks, oh my gosh, he talks so much about money yeah. throughout his, throughout the parables and throughout the gospels because he knew that when you talk about it, men's hearts start to become revealed. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people, when you talk about money, a lot of times they'll just hop off yep. or they'll like hop on to argue or different things mm-hmm. because it's a great revealer of where our heart is. Oh, God. For a lot of people. Mm-hmm. That's why Jesus said you cannot serve both God and mammon. Yeah. You know, because literally, literally, and, and this is something that the Lord's shown me is, you know, in regards to tithing or just giving or the whenever you take an offering, it's the litmus test that determines whether God has someone's heart or money has their heart. Right. When people just, oh, they're just, it's just about the money, you know, right. they, they grumble and, and complain because, oh, they, they just want to want to want our money and they want to take an offering. But those same people never do that when they go to a restaurant and they get right. the bill. You know, like, w- w- when do they say, oh, they're just in it for the money? Of course they're in it for the money. Obviously, they are in it for the money. It's a business. It's a business. <laughs> but, but we're talking about the kingdom of God. Right. You know, we should be actually excited to be able to participate and to, yeah. to finance the kingdom of God, yeah. the advancing of the kingdom of God. And, and so... And so the reason why I had this, this open is because within the exact same vein where Paul, Paul is telling Timothy, the love of money is the root of all evil, which, you know, right before that he said, godliness with contentment is a mean, means of great gain, financial gain, because mm-hmm. of context. 
Um, and then after that, which this is the verse that I wanted to, to highlight. Uh, this is 1 Timothy 6, verse 17. This is, this is what Paul, Paul is telling Timothy to instruct for the rich people. He, he doesn't say, instruct those who are rich that they, they, that they need to sell everything, give it to the poor, and then live pious lives. How dare they be rich? No, yeah. that's not what he says. He says, instruct those who are rich in this present world not to be conceited or to fix their hope on the uncertainty of riches. He's saying, don't make your riches your God. Because remember, we already quoted Proverbs 10, 22, where yeah. it says the blessing of the Lord makes rich and adds no sorrow unto it. Yeah. That means that there is a rich that's full of sorrow, but that's just a rich that's apart from God. See, the ability to actually enjoy what we have comes from God yeah. and from that, the blessing of God. And, and, you know, a lot of people will say, I know a lot of rich people who aren't happy and satisfied with life. So how can you say, well, the blessing of the Lord makes rich and he adds no sorrow to yeah. it. And this is what uh, and Paul is going on. He says, D tell them not to trust in riches, but in the God who gives richly yeah. all things for us to enjoy. Mm -hmm. And then he says, instruct them to, to do good, to, to be rich in good works, to be generous and ready to share, storing up for themselves the treasure of, uh, of a good foundation for the future so that they may take a hold of that which is life indeed. He's literally saying, don't be stingy with what you have. Don't be grudging with what you have, but be freely. But So like there's a rich where I just hold it in. That's miserable. That's yeah. misery. But there's also a rich, a prosperity that comes from the blessing of God that empowers us to be generous. Yeah. And that's what Paul's saying. He's not, see, the, the Bible doesn't condemn riches. It condemns those who put their trust in riches. Mm -hmm. You can put that in the comments. The Bible doesn't condemn riches. It doesn't condemn those who are rich. It condemns those who put their trust in riches. Yeah. Well, and that's where the verse in the New Testament that says it's, it's I'm paraphrasing, it's difficult for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. That's why, you know, you yeah. look at when Jesus approached the very wealthy young man and he asked, what must he do to inherit eternal life? And yeah. the Lord said, you know, keep these commandments. He's like, I've done this. I've, yeah. I've kept the commandments. What next? Mm -hmm. And he says, go sell everything you have. Get rid of all yeah. of your things and follow him. Mm -hmm. Jesus wasn't doing it to strip him down and make him poor. Yeah. He did it because he knew that that young man's heart mm -hmm. was for the stuff. Yeah. And what Jesus is wanting with prosperity, he wants us to make sure that our heart is for him. Yeah. Our heart has to be for him in yeah. order for him to then add to us. Yeah. But the young man wasn't willing to do that. So it says that he turned and left sad. Yeah. He left sad because mm -hmm. his heart was more for the stuff yeah. than it is for the Lord. And that's mm -hmm. why Jesus said that, that it's going to be difficult. Because if you don't have your foundation correct, mm -hmm. when the Lord does then bring increase, what we do is we set ourselves up to yeah. then be held by a grip of mm -hmm. the finances. Yeah. But it says in Deuteronomy 8:18, but you shall remember the Lord your God. Mm -hmm. So it's saying God first, mm -hmm. remember your God, for it is he who is giving you power yeah. to make wealth. Mm -hmm. It's not saying that God is going to, because you remember him, just rain down money like mm -hmm. from heaven and yeah. during your prayer time and all of a sudden you're surrounded by gold coins. Mm -hmm. It's saying the Lord is giving you power through intimacy with him, mm -hmm. through that intimacy, through yeah. that love, through 
seeking first the kingdom. Through that, he is then able to give you the power that you can become wealthy. He's, it's the blessing that comes upon you through that intimacy that is then able to make you rich. But he's able to add to you because your heart is his first. Mm-hmm. That's when he can add to you. Your heart's got our heart, our heart, my heart, buddy's heart. Mm-hmm. It's got to be toward God first. Otherwise, he's not then able to add. Mm-hmm. And God wants to add. He yeah. wants to add. So often he'll use signs and wonders like this to make people be drawn to him. Mm-hmm. Like the disciples when they're on the boat and yeah. they're like, we've been fishing all night. And he says, throw your net to the other side. Yeah. Jesus knew how many fish that net could mm-hmm. hold in in. Luke chapter 5, verse 6, you can go read this. But, you know, they threw the net to the other side, and so many fish were then put inside of that net as a sign and a wonder Mm -hmm. of how big and how glorious God is. His blessing can overcome. His blessing will abound, and it'll run over, and it will make Mm -hmm. people take notice. But he blesses people who he can trust with the blessing. Mm Mm-hmm. He needs to be able to trust us with the blessing mm-hmm. before he can then get that blessing to us. Yeah. We've got to be in unity with him first. Yeah, yeah. Well, so I, I pulled up a note that I have. Uh, it has at least, I think it's 120 provision and prosperity scriptures. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, if, if you guys want that, reach out to us and, and yeah. we'll, we'll make sure we can get, get that list to you. Um, but I was just scrolling through it because some of them just stuck out to me. Like, uh, Isaiah forty-eight seventeen. I am the Lord your God who teaches you to profit. Uh, other translations say to, who teaches you to prosper, who leads you in the way that you should go. Like I, I I'm not going to go through all of these because there's too many. Well, um, even in that one, it's God teaches God, you. Yeah. The intimacy yeah. with the Father mm-hmm. instructs us how to become wealthy. Yeah. So like it's all in your fellowship with the Father. Yeah. It's all it's all rooted in. And my mind and my gaze is on my God mm-hmm. who owns all the silver and gold, yeah. who, who literally, like, that's who he is. We already talked about what heaven looks like, and God had to humble himself to even operate yeah. it there. You yeah. know, uh, the Bible says that God humbled himself to, to, to be in the heavens. Yeah. So, uh, so, and we've been talking about expanding our vision and stuff yep. like that. That's who God is. And if I'm connected with a prosperous God, what, who he is in in his nature and what he has, it it will overflow into my yeah. life. It just naturally, if I'm connected to a prosperous God who owns all the silver and the gold, and if the Bible also says that if he did not even spare his own son, how much more will he freely give us all things? Yeah. You know, um, that that's who God is. That's how he operates. If I'm connected to him, then who he is is going to overflow into my life. Yeah. Because, you know, just to confirm that, and as we're getting ready to wrap up, Revelation 5, evangelist Ted Shuttlesworth Jr. Mm-hmm. has this confession that he'll mm-hmm. say with his kids every night as they're going to bed. And it's Revelation 5 and verse 12. Worthy is the Lamb. You know, this. these are the angels that are declaring this in the heavens, talking about Jesus. Mm-hmm. Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power mm-hmm. and riches, riches, mm-hmm. riches riches, wisdom, and might, and honor, and glory, and blessing. So it says Jesus was slain that he would receive power, riches, wisdom, might, 
honor, glory, and blessing. And what did Jesus do with what he then received? Yeah. You know, Jesus was given this. What did he do with it? He turned around and gave it to you. Mm -hmm. That's what Jesus did. He turned right back around mm -hmm. and he gave you access to have all of this stuff, riches, honor, mm -hmm. might, glory, power, blessing. Because we're co-heirs. Because we're co-heirs. That means we are co-heirs of this same inheritance. Yeah. Seated with him in heavenly places. Yeah. Heirs to that inheritance. Yeah. I just want to throw that in. No, it's valid. Brittany yeah. says, I think a lot of people expect the riches of God mm -hmm. with no effort and then blame God when they don't receive it. Sure. Absolutely. Cheers. That's good. <laughs> Absolutely. That's 100% what has happened. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times it comes because we don't have the intimacy with God. Yeah. You know, it's, okay, yeah. I'm yours, bless me, but are mm -hmm. we seeking him first? Yeah. Like, are we putting him first, truly? Are we making mm -hmm. time for him throughout the day? Yeah. You know, it's, I think of it like with George, my husband, George. And, you know, if I'm expecting George to just bless me, bless me, bless me, bless me, but I don't invest my time with him, mm -hmm. I don't invest effort, I don't invest thought, mm -hmm. I don't invest intimacy with yeah. him, then am I, I'm just being greedy basically. And that's so often, we actually did a message on this last year. Marky's going to laugh. We did a message on this last year. People turn God into a booty call of, yeah, yeah. I need this. I need this right now. God, I need you to bless me. I need mm. some money real quick. Yeah. Instead of abiding in an intimate relationship with him. Mm. And so much of his blessings come from that intimate place yeah. with him. Yeah. And Hebrews eleven six says that he's a rewarder. Yeah. It's Hebrews eleven six, right? Sure, sure. You, you can fact check me if, if I'm wrong. Um, but uh, it says that those who, for without faith it is impossible to please God. For those who come to him must believe that he is, yep. praise God, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Mm -hmm. So it's in that seeking him. It's in that, that diligent pursuit of him. Yeah. He says, those who seek me will find me when they seek after me with all their hearts. So when we diligently seek not him, or not stuff, but him. Yeah. Not prosperity, but him. Yeah. Again, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Yeah. Then all these things will be added unto you. Yeah. And that verse, you know, going back to what Brittany just said, mm -hmm. that verse uh, in Malachi mm -hmm. where it says God will open up the windows of heaven. Yeah. God, in your intimacy with him, mm -hmm. he'll give you a vision of something to yeah. do. And that's what we talked about all last week was mm -hmm. God giving us vision. It mm -hmm. comes through that intimacy. Yeah. And when he, and that vision, it's going to lead you to abound. Yeah. It's going to lead you to prosper. Mm -hmm. And that's when we get off of our rumpus and we put, <laughs> you know, our, our faith to work not toiling, but we match our faith with works. Otherwise mm -hmm. faith is dead. Yeah. So 100% Brittany, absolutely. Yeah. As we put our effort into him, he'll yeah. then give us the wisdom yeah. of yeah. what to do to make prosperity come. Amen. For Amen. sure. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Do you have anything else? Go for it. Cool. So, um, so we sow this broadcast into you guys and, yeah. and recognize this. We are not sharing all this so that we can take an offering at the end. You nope. know, just like what Paul said, we already quoted this, Paul in Philippians 4, when he said, I'm not saying this because we have need. We're not saying this because, yeah. heck, God provided all this stuff supernaturally. You know, so, but uh, we're not saying this because we desire a gift, but we desire the fruit that will abound to your account. That's what yeah. Paul said in Philippians 4. And, and that's the heart behind this. We want to see you blessed. Yeah. We want to see you blessed. And one of, and one of the ways that we apply that blessing, because again, 
you know, what's the heart behind all this kingdom first? We, have, we want to see the kingdom grow and see the kingdom expand. We want people to see the blessing of God on your life. Yeah. We want to see the fruit that abounds to your account. And, and what was the context of Philippians 4? He's taking an offering. So if the Lord is leading you in that fellowship, in that intimacy, as you're seeking His face, seeking Him first, if He is leading you to sow, sorry, there's like a bubble coming up. You can hear it coming. <laughs> if He is leading you, to sow or to give, you can see it uh, on the screen right there. You can go to givew.org, um, and you can give there. You can also go, we got cash tab, cash tag GiveWW if you have the cash app. Uh, if you're on Facebook, you can comment, hashtag donate, and the amount. Um, you can text to give. Uh, you, uh, you can go uh, PayPal. Uh, if you want to give Bitcoin or cryptocurrency, we have all that stuff set up. Yeah. You can sow that way. Well, and... I want to make sure that we end this. Mm. We, we mentioned Brother Copeland, I, at least I did, a couple mm. times throughout this whole thing. Here's the thing. Brother Copeland allowed the Lord to expand his mind. Mm. That's the whole reason for today's message. Because throughout the rest of the week, we're going to be talking to you about keys and ways to increase financially. Mm. So the Lord, what the Lord wants to do is he wants to take our minds and expand it. So that way, when his mm. vision comes, it's not a piece yeah. It's the big picture. It's yeah. not just a tiny bit mm -hmm. because the Lord wants us to yeah. abound. Yeah. And so here's the thing. Brother Copeland has given himself to the vision of God. And he has allowed the Lord to stretch him so much mm. that he, like Buddy and Pastor were talking about last week, as of the beginning of this year, he'd given 29 aircraft away into the kingdom. He funded yeah. Reinhard Bonnke's crusades, yeah. millions upon millions upon millions of souls won to the kingdom. Yeah. Like he, mm -hmm. I, when we had um, a hurricane, you know, come through North Carolina a couple of years ago, it was Brother Copeland's ministry that was sent down into the Rayford Fayetteville area to help mm -hmm. take care of those impoverished people. Like they go into third world nations and feed this like feed the hungry clothe the sick take care of those like they have a vision that's abundant because it's first the kingdom the lord's vision for you is so much bigger than what you could ever know because he wants you to abound in every good work yeah and that's why we we're talking about this yeah that's why we're going to spend this week literally talking about the keys yeah you know the the small things that that can unlock this for you and it's going to be good. Yeah. It's going to so, be good. Make sure you make, make it a point to be a part of this. Yeah. Yeah. God wants you mm -hmm. to abound big, yeah. big, 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 bigger mm -hmm. than you know, yeah. so that you can be the fullness of his glory yeah. here in this earth. Amen. So we're going to pray and bless the offering. If you want to sow, you can. All that stuff's up there. Like Buddy just um, explained yeah. it. Don't do it under compulsion. Do yeah. it out of a heart for God. Yeah. If you want to pray yeah. over it. Father God, we just thank you in Jesus' name thank that you, Jesus Christ became poor yeah. so that we, through his poverty, could become rich. Yeah. Rich, and not just rich, you know, with a bunch of stuff, but God, rich in good thank works, you, rich in generosity, rich, God, in the goodness of yeah. you, Father God, that we can abound in your blessing, God, that yeah. people will look at us and they will see a tangible blessing, God, yeah. on our lives. And Father God, right now for every seed that is sown today, God, I just ask, just as Jesus said, God, I pray, Lord, that those seeds will, will be pressed together, pressed down, shaken yeah. together, will be running over into their laps. Father, I thank you that Jesus said that what, or the Bible says, whatever a man sows, that he will reap. God, I thank you that there is a harvest. Yeah. 
coming for those who are sowing today, who are sowing into this broadcast. And God, we thank you for, we praise you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for being on with us today. (laughs) Pastor. There's a big one that we missed today. Or that the Lord waited till right now. Or the Lord until waited until what's happened to it. But we missed it. Um, <laughs> Pastor says, God delights in the prosperity of his children. Psalm 35, 27. He delights yeah. in yeah. you being prosperous. Yeah. Yeah? So it's biblical. Amen. Yes. We're going to hand it over to Abby. Uh, thank you for being on with us today. We're going to be back this week talking about keys to financial increase. Mm-hmm. You're not going to want to miss this yeah. because the Lord is going to use it to open you up to abound in ways yeah. you have only dreamed of. Abby, tell us what we have coming up later on in the ministry. Thanks for being on. We'll be back tomorrow. Hi, guys. Wasn't that awesome? That was life-changing. And make sure right now that you like this video and that you share it with your friends because your friends, your family, they need to hear this and this can change their lives. But stay tuned because tomorrow we will be right back. We are going to have some pretty awesome segments. We're going to have memes with Marky back. We're having who would win. It's going to be awesome. You're not going to want to miss it. And we're going to have a powerful word tomorrow. Stick around for what it's about. Also, later on in April 11th through the 14th, go ahead and mark your calendars. Evangelist Ankit will be here at Boomerang Church every night, the 11th through the 14th at 6.30 p.m. It is going to be powerful. Go ahead, schedule it in your calendar. You are not going to want to miss it. And that's all we have for you today. We hope you have a great rest of your afternoon, and we'll see you again tomorrow at 1130.